0: Welcome to the first episode of We Were Just Thinking. I'm Melina. I'm Shaylin. We're here to rant, be better, tell you what we're into, think, show gratitude, and send you off with a thought to ponder. Thank you for
1: joining us, and we hope you enjoy listening as much as we enjoy talking to each other. (laughs) We think of this as our education for adults who may not always be thrilled about adulting because we're not always (laughs) thrilled about adulting. Definitely not. Especially anyone looking to simplify that has an active brain and a busy life. We have a variety of segments that are in a format we are going to try to stick to. The first one's an introduction. Then a rant. Rants are speaking for themselves, I think. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we have a do it better section, which is uh, improving yeah. on things in All any different area. types. Yeah. All different types of areas. And then we're going to have a we're into this segment, which can be products, books, movies, podcasts, Instagram feeds, and we're into a lot. Yeah. I, I mean, I can't even think of all the categories of things we're into. And then our main segment is we were just thinking. Cause we like to think and hopefully you do too. And we like to talk about what we're thinking about. Yep. Very often. <laughs> and then we're going to end with our send off and a uh, gratitude portion. Yeah.
0: That's going to be our plan. We'll see how it goes. Um, hopefully that'll let you know what to expect each week when you tune in or each however often we decide to do this (laughs) every two weeks every two weeks okay twice a month yeah Yeah, twice a month you can take that to the bank right yes yeah okay all right so the first thing we were going to start off with is our rant part and right now it's really heavy on my mind is too much meaningless stuff and obligations I know in our career we both teach elementary school. We are constantly inundated with so much physical stuff and so many obligations of things to do. And that's just on a daily basis, not even our personal lives. That's just at work. And I'm sure whatever field you're in, you have a lot of those obligations too. So just trying to figure out, um, which one of those is really important, what you really want to say yes to and, Is it even worth thinking about anymore?
1: Death by meetings. Death by thinking the whole time you were talking. Yeah,
0: death by meetings. Um, So, yeah, we'll touch on a little bit more of that later, but that's kind of part of my We Were Just Thinking section two. Um, But that's definitely the rant of the week is like, why do we keep saying more stuff, more stuff, more stuff?
1: Yeah, and especially the obligation piece. I mean, I remember even as a kid in school being allergic to. Busy work, and I would get really pissed off at teachers, at my parents, even in my first job. Uh, my first job was at McDonald's, by the way. Uh, if if I felt that the work wasn't meaningful or didn't have a purpose, uh, that really irritates me. And um, yeah, and work,
0: especially if you have a brain and you like to think. Like, I think we take that for granted. Like, even kids like to use their brain you know mm-hmm. like adults are actually the ones who like to use it a little less frequently i
1: think absolutely my kids say to me all the time i'm thinking like i'll be like get to work and they're like i'm thinking what do you mean as in they um they really are though and right. i i pretend like not pretend i assume that they are Not thinking, but they really are. Yes. I assume <laughs> that they're trying to get away with something. Right. But they are, they really are thinking. And, yeah, there's so many times where it's so annoying. I feel like it's so easy to rant about this. So, <laughs> <laughs> hence why we call this section the rant. Yeah. So, um, busy for its own sake. Yeah. For no good reason. Go hand in hand, I think. Yeah. yeah. And, and And it's like, I'm supposed to be proud of you for working when... Your work serves no purpose. Like, right. Like this. And working for a product that, first of all, you don't even need the product. Like, people put things up on the walls all the time at school that I feel <laughs> like are so much more about the teacher right, than student learning.
0: Which... Or district rules. You have to have this on the wall. You have to have this on the wall, this on the wall. And I'm like, yeah, I can see the value in that, but I also teach first grade and none of my students can even read that. Exactly. so is this for the adults or for the kids exactly
1: or we were talking about that uh with crafts for holidays mm-hmm. or costumes or even for grades like as a student dressing up for yes. the hundredth day of school yes like what is the purpose of what you're really doing don't do things just to do them and i and i think that that happens all the time and it's especially frustrating when you're expected to participate in it when they don't even have a reason for doing it in the first place.
0: That's probably the hard part for me. Definitely coming from high school and middle school math down to elementary school, I feel like all of the craftivities and the more um, fun, creative side of elementary school has been a challenge for me because I don't feel like a lot of those things increase the value of education. And I think the kids enjoy it, and I want to be supportive of that. But I also think they're far more excited to do anything. They don't necessarily care about whether their teacher is dressed up like an old lady for this day or that they have to use 50 pieces of anything to make a Valentine's craft. You know, like, simple Mm -hmm. is still enjoyable.
1: Yeah, and actually, I think some of the things that we're expected to do in elementary school are a hindrance to creativity because we want it to be this perfect product. Right. It's a hindrance to learning because we're not giving them the chance to explore our materials or try it. Or, uh, I was telling somebody the other day how effective it was when I, for Valentine's Day especially, I've seen some really elaborate at Valentine's mailboxes. <laughs> and um, my class, I just gave them these Paper bags that I had this year, they were left over in the closet. Uh, I didn't even use all of them. And I had one kid take some red markers and pass them out. And I had another child take some red crayons and pass them out. And then I said, you know, what else do you guys want to add to it? And when it was time to get started, they kept asking me, what am I supposed to do? What am I supposed to do? Like They were waiting for these explicit instructions on how to do the bag. And when they realized that it was do whatever you want, they were thrilled they're like you're the best teacher ever like so excited to have some freedom Yeah, and I think we undervalue that freedom as a culture as teachers in our jobs and overvalue meaningless structures
0: yeah and I think that that's modeled to us because teachers are within these frameworks that aren't really meaningful You know, like, we're constantly told what to do and don't have a lot of autonomy and, you know, don't really get to express a lot of our own creativity in the ways that we want to. I hear this from a lot of teachers as well, so it's certainly not district-specific or grade-level specific or anything Uh, like that. But um, I think getting to a place where, kind of like we were saying, is these obligations and things like that, you know, we, we have to free ourselves from being interested in keeping up with the Joneses. And just because your neighbor teacher is doing something awesome for Valentine's day or Easter or whatever it may be that you do what you feel like is best for your class. And, and also not only taking the action to do it, but feeling confident in that it's okay that you did not do the same thing. Mm-hmm. And knowing that you're no less of a teacher and that person's no more of a teacher mm-hmm. for doing those types of
1: activities. Absolutely. And something I think so important and not feeling the need to conform to be somebody else like Mm -hmm. if you're if you're really into writing yeah it doesn't have to be though that's the thing that makes me sad it's like if I'm really into writing I can do this like I did an author's cafe it was so much fun and I could tell that people were kind of like oh well you did that like they felt the pressure to do it too and I don't think it needs to be that way. Like, no. I just go walk around and teachers see teachers doing these awesome things and just be so excited for the diversity in our ideas. Mm-hmm. And I think it benefits students to have different experiences with different teachers. And it benefits all of us to have more variety instead of feeling like we all have to be this cookie-cutter, creative person.
0: I th- yeah, and I think that goes with the job. But I also feel like it's a personal thing. Like you have to be okay with your own decisions Mm -hmm. and you have to decide that you don't have interest in keeping up with, you know, what everyone else is doing. And that's part of the misery and the redundancy is you can't always try to be doing what everyone else is doing and still be proud of what you're doing, you know, and, and it feel authentic.
1: Mm -hmm. And you know, it's not, we talk about it being teamwork, but teamwork has to be genuine. Mm -hmm. And I think it has to value each individual to be effective as well. And everybody needs to feel like they're making a meaningful contribution. So all of us doing the same activity because one person wants to do it does not teamwork make. Exactly. I think
0: we'll touch a little more on our, um, we were just thinking, but I think that goes into our personal lives too. Like we have to be really careful with what we choose to engage in. Like we say yes to so many things that really aren't important to us. Which prevents us from being able to say yes to the things that are important to us that we would really like to be involved in. Um, But we've already given ourselves all these silly obligations because we didn't even really want to go. Like life clutter. Yeah. And I think that some of the books, like we'll talk about later, is, um, you know, essentialism, especially, is just having a priority list. And I think that's helpful in both real life and work life. That you have to decide what's important for you and you have to follow that. And if that means saying no to something, great. If mm-hmm. that means coming home being lazy because you're tired, great. You know, like you have to be confident in those decisions for yourself.
1: And intentional.
0: Yeah. And you, you have to just try to do better all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you just master one day and you no longer care about what other people are up to. Absolutely. So... um, That brings us into the do-it-better section.
1: Yeah, so kale (laughs) is the popular ingredient as of late. That I've tried multiple recipes that did not turn out well, (laughs) but Shaylin recently found a delicious kale salad recipe that she's going to share with you. Yeah.
0: Um, So in the spirit of healthy alternatives, because I know that we're at the beginning chunk of the year, even though it's already March, so I guess statistics would say that about 70% of new year's resolutioners if you will have already given up on their goals and you can probably see that in your gym (laughs) it's starting (laughs) to be less crowded and more enjoyable um but anyway there's a great restaurant here in Asheville called Pasauna downtown and they have the most delicious kale salad and it's got pumpkin seeds olive oil kale chopped into really small pieces For those of you who don't like kale, I think you still might like this. Um, Lemon juice and black currants. And it's definitely nothing that I ever thought I would be interested in. But once I had it, I have decided I want it every time I go there. And since I can't have it every day, I made a copycat at home. um, And I take it to school for lunch about four times a week. And (laughs) one batch makes about four one-cup servings. And I'll just add this recipe down in the show notes so you can give it a try. But it's super easy, super quick, and really nutritional but also delicious and I know that some of you are already thinking no way I hate kale but I really think the secret is chopping it into a bunch of little pieces it is I was gonna say that
1: don't pass up that detail because I've tried so many kale recipes that turned out gross and that this is delicious <laughs> good. So it's only good in the right setting. So. so,
0: and that's something I'm definitely into,
1: which will take us into our next <laughs> section. I'm all into the gel salad right now. <laughs> okay. So lately I've been using Burt's Bees cuticle cream, especially on my thumbs because they're very dry around my nails and I pick at them absentmindedly. The thickness of the cuticle cream feels like it's really healing those dry spots. Rather than just dealing with the symptom. It also smells delicious. And uh, it helps significantly with that cracking around my nails. Um, it's in a little bitty tin that I like. And it's not heavy. It doesn't melt in my purse. It doesn't take up a lot of space on my nightstand. And It's not overly scented either. It's not a super strong smell and I like that. Yeah, it's natural smelling, yeah. which I like. And it's, uh, I think it's lemon yeah. or lime. But I love the smell. And I just think the little tin's cute, too. (laughs) Uh, I've also recently renewed my love for golden milk lattes. So I make them at home. Uh, I started back on the kick of them because my mom was using Gaia's golden milk blend. Shout out to Gaia. They're a local company here nearby, I guess, actually, um, in
0: Brevard, North Carolina. And they have a wonderful line of supplements. Yeah,
1: they're great. Uh, So my mom was using theirs... And posting it to Instagram that I was like, I want to make a golden milk too. (laughs) Uh, And so I started making a variety of them at home. Uh, I mix turmeric and ginger and other, usually I use coconut milk. Um, Sometimes I use some kind of herbal tea or cinnamon or whatever I'm feeling Mm. right then from my spice cabinet. It's delicious. Um, I've ordered them out a little bit lately too because they've kind of been popular again out a lot of those have more sugar than you yeah. would use on a daily basis. They're also a lot more expensive. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. But uh, that's a good option if you're like out later and sure. you don't want to have caffeine or you don't yeah, want yeah. decaf coffee. Uh, and then. Uh, good
0: antioxidant value too.
1: Yeah, turmeric's a great ingredient. And I've noticed too when I was looking for recipes of other ideas to try that moon milk's a thing on Instagram right now and Pinterest. Hmm. So people will put like beet powder and make it pink or yeah, lots of cool things. So I'm really into that.
0: Yeah. And I think that you just said a statement that most people would never imagine themselves saying is my mom was posting on Instagram. (laughs) (laughs) What is the world coming to? (laughs) Um, yeah. So kind of along that line too, is I, um, stay on the decaf side of the fence, if you will. And, um, I've been trying breve lattes and it doesn't really matter where you get them from, but one word, yum. Um, if you're on the keto train or you're just like a frothy, luxurious, it's like sipper type drink, this is it. Um, I don't know that I would personally say it's keto or keto friendly since 12 ounces has about 15 carbs, but if you also intermittent fast and this, um, you know, this could be your breakfast or lunch. If you're extended fasting, um, you could always do like a fat protein dinner and then it would be worth it. But if you're a non-dairy person, this probably will not be your jam. I know you mentioned maybe doing like coconut milk out of the can. That could totally work. I've never tried that before. So if it's...
1: Remind me what's
0: in it. A failure, then you can blame that on us if you try it at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we haven't tried that yet. So um, I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'll have to get back to you. Um, It's half and half instead of 2% or 1% or skim milk. and um, Espresso. Yep. And I always do decaf and you can always do like a sugar-free flavoring, but I really just like stevia and cinnamon in mine. Mm, Um, and it was, yeah, they're delicious. Um, I've even had them iced, which is really nice too, but the warm is really good. Um, but yeah, if you're trying to watch calories and things like that, then this may not be your jam, but if you are, um, maybe you just load a moderate carb, then this would be a really great meal replacement or snack for you. I think it's totally worth it.
1: <laughs> Do you make them at home or you order them out?
0: I order them out. I don't have a frother here at home. So I guess I could boil the milk or the half and half and maybe like get some froth on it. Mm, but I'm not to, sure what that would look like.
1: Yeah, I used to have an espresso machine that would froth it. I did too. And I loved it. I think okay. actually I gave my old one to my friend. I'm pretty sure she's going to give it back to me the next year.
0: I had a doesn't use it anymore. frother. I had an espresso machine at my grad school apartment and I would make myself lattes in the mornings. Aww. I should look into getting a frother again. Yeah, for sure. Now they make just frothers, so I could probably get into that. Um but yeah, it's just the thickness of the half and half that really whips up nice and it's super frothy. So, if you haven't tried one, go out and try it. If you hate it, I'm sorry, but if you love it, I haven't welcome. even tried them yet, so I'm going to try that next. <laughs> you're welcome. You're going to love it. All right. So, this takes us into our segment of we were just thinking and this is kind of what we decided to do this podcast about. We both have busy brains and we like to think and we like to problem solve and yeah, looking for solutions. Collaborate. Yeah, I think we have a pretty collaborative spirit too. But yeah. um Bounce this strangers. is where our Marco Polo relationship comes in because we Marco Polo each other. The app, if you don't know what we're talking about, it's like a video app where you can...
1: Video text? Yeah. Helps us stop interrupting each other also because you have to wait for the next person's video to be done. Uh, But we also
0: don't have to type so much, but we get to um, communicate probably like 10 to 12 times a night (laughs) about the various happenings in our life at home or at work or life in general we tried this new thing so this is kind of where some of our segments came from as these mm-hmm. are like the number one things that we're always marco poloing about
1: she always does her <laughs> recipes it's like my favorite thing i'm like where's my episode of at home with Shaylin? yeah
0: <laughs> i film a little episode and give her a kitchen tour or tell her about a recipe or what i'm packing so for lunch much
1: good food ideas yeah.
0: yeah so it's super fun if you haven't tried that app maybe you and your friends will enjoy it especially if you're long distance but we're not long distance, but we still enjoy it. So <laughs> um, Yeah, so we were just thinking, and these are some things that, like we said, might go along with that rant. Earlier, I was just talking about too much meaningless stuff and um, too many obligations that just weren't important to you and um, or me. And I know Melina and I have really grown in this for sure, but um, I read a book called Essentialism by Greg McCowan, um, and his book really helps... You narrow down the silly obligations and make sure that you're beginning to evaluate events um, before you say yes to them. Like, will they add any value? Are they worth you going to? Is there going to be a major consequence if you don't partake in it? And then the perceived obligations, which I think are probably the number one problem that we have, is sometimes we feel like others expect us to do things. And really, it's all in our head sometimes. I mean, of course, sometimes people do expect you to do things. But it just makes sure, helps you make sure that when you make those decisions, that they are things that you really think are worth it. So you're saying no to some things that will allow you to say yes to things that you'll actually enjoy or allow you to be more productive or um, feel value in, I think, or, you know, make it feel meaningful that you were involved in it. That you meant to do it. Right. Intentional. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard because I think we do get caught up with the keeping up with the Joneses and just doing a bunch of stuff. Mm
1: -hmm. And task oriented, like for me, like a list and I like to check it off. And sometimes I just keep doing it even if I didn't even think about a commitment. It's like, why did I commit to that? Why did I spend so much time on that? I was not intentional enough. There's a whole list of literature that we've read. Oh yeah. And the past several years uh, that applies to all of this. And I'd love to make a list uh, Mm -hmm. somewhere visible on our description maybe i'm not sure but a list of all these texts that i've been reading that you've passed along or i read on my own that are about this idea of prioritizing your life and making meaningful decisions i um essentialism is probably the most encompassing of all the ideas
0: probably it's broad you can assen- you can essentialism everywhere in your yeah life. it applies to
1: everything yeah, yeah. and um Modern life is full of quote unquote the way things are uh-huh. that I like to dissect and look for solutions to. And I feel like we have a lot of ideas for how to make life simpler. Oh, yeah. That are inspired by all these books that we've been reading that have made me a healthier, happier person. Mm-hmm. And I want to share some of that stuff and confront solvable problems because these problems have been solved in my own life significantly in a lot of ways and I want to share that and I want to find other people that are thinking this way and or are looking for these kind of solutions and thought processes and cultivate this lifestyle.
0: Yeah, because we live in a culture and work in a culture for sure that is notorious for like wasting our time or recreating the wheel and I think that we often say we don't have a lot of time But that's because we're spending that time doing a lot of the things that don't really need to be done. Mm -hmm. And so you have to kind of clear the clutter in every part of your life, Um, not just like a Marie Kondo way, but you have to clear it mentally and physically. And I know you and I are striving to like keep less paper copies, scan things to PDF, like not holding on to things that have no value at home or at work. I think teacher hoarding is a real thing Mm, and the longer you teach, the more stuff you have. And so just making sure that you don't stockpile a bunch of stuff that you can easily print later or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. is something that is small and as tedious as that seems. It's a huge reliever for me because when I walk into my closet, I don't have a big filing cabinet full of junk that I never want to look at or think to look at. Mm -hmm. I have everything, you know, on my drive and I can just pull it right off if I need it. And I feel like it's given my classroom kind of a facelift in that I don't have a bunch of junk around, which has never really been my thing anyway. But there's so many things that, you know, we do at work. Um, And I know that this will kind of always be the situation for every field, so to speak, that, you know, we have to do things that are a waste of our time because that's, like you said, you know, the way it's always been. But as you begin to resist it, Um, I think others feel the relief of it, too. And then you'll just be more effective, productive, and calm. Mm -hmm. And it's hard to imagine when you're just getting started. And it is hard, too, when you meet resistance, Mm -hmm. when you're trying to make that change in your life, because other people are constantly reminding you of that's the way things are and that's the way they've always been and this is the way we do things here. And I think it's easier to identify when you have a fresh set of eyes, like if you change teams or a school or something like that. Um, whereas if you stay kind of put for a long period of time, you start to just fall into that same line of thinking, like culture. Yeah. You know, like, well, this is the way we do it here kind of thing. Um, so you can't keep doing everything because everyone else is. And it's always been this way. Like that, that's making us crazy, like humans (laughs) crazy in general. So, um, you just kind of have to embrace that you're going to be doing things differently. And that's something that, you know, we talk to our kids about is sometimes you can't try harder because you're already trying your hardest, but mm-hmm. you can try different. And that's really even at this point in my life, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to try different. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: and even that doing way, this podcast is trying different for us. Yeah.
0: But even, you know, when I sit with my team or sit with other friends or anything like that, like I always try to come up with some innovative ideas and they're not always things that people are willing to try right off the bat, but Usually um, either that idea or another idea will come around from it, you know, because people start to embrace the newness, you know.
1: Creativity is so beneficial.
0: And it's scary, I feel like. A lot of people are stuck in their thinking because it's comfortable. Mm -hmm. Not because they don't want to do things differently and not because they don't have creative ideas themselves. It's just you like to do what you've done because it's comfortable.
1: Creativity is is a muscle for sure, I would say. It's a fitness Oh yeah, you have to practice taking risks and practice realizing that things aren't always like tons of ideas that you have are never going to work out, mm-hmm. or you're never going to try them. But it's still beneficial perseverance to too. think about it, yeah, and to to try new things often. I think is yeah. extremely important. And I was thinking when you were talking about in the classroom or at work, but also even like your toolbox of coping mechanisms you know Mm -hmm. we all know that things that worked in a certain season of your life no longer serve you yeah and you have to be willing to change how you approach things and I think about that a lot in terms of what in my life am I holding on to that I need to even just consider other ways of doing it Mm -hmm. that I haven't even thought about before you know in what ways am I growing and changing and learning new things and I want to find more and more and especially uh, the other book that I feel like has been really influential for us is The Minimalists. Oh yeah. They're a documentary too. I love their podcast too. Mm -hmm. the One of their books was Remains of the Day and that was my favorite of their three books and it was life-changing for me Mm -hmm. to realize how much of the way you've always done things can change and how beneficial that would be. When I first heard of the minimalists, I was like, you must be crazy. I'm not getting rid of all my stuff. And now. And you don't have to. Yeah, of <laughs> course. No, it's not. When you first read it, you're like, oh my gosh, I have to get rid of everything. <laughs> yeah, like you trip over what you think is not even what it is. Yeah. And uh, I have embraced it so much more than I ever thought I would mm-hmm. and, because it's been beneficial to me in ways that I would have never expected. Like it's very calming for me, and I had no clue it even could be that calm, and it's been really beneficial, and just seeing that one change on top of, like, all these changes I've made in therapy and things that I've done Shout out to therapists. Ooh, yeah, buddy.
0: (laughs) Everyone should have someone that they can tell anything to that won't judge them, even (laughs) if you're paying them.
1: (laughs) I feel better that they're paid, because, like, I feel like with my friends, I have to, like, not overburden them like, but with okay. a therapist i'm like this is your job right <laughs> you're gonna listen yeah oh my
0: gosh um, my my therapist is a great fit for me i feel like if you need a counselor or want a counselor then you have to date around a little bit to yes for sure That's to find a good
1: fit but yeah he's awesome yeah i found one that was a really good fit for me i don't go currently anymore yeah because i kind of got through a lot of the things that i was going there for but um
0: I, I only go so once many... a month,
1: but it's still oh, really? worth it. I like to check in with him That's a lot. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, I, w- I went there for some really specific things, and I feel like I got some really great tools that are still making such positive changes constantly that um, between that and The Minimalist and these books and things I've tried in the classroom that have made such drastic benefits to my life, Yeah, it's put me, I feel like, recently in a good habit of making changes because I saw such drastic positive improvements from things that seemed to me at first not major changes. Right. That did become phenomenal, which is part of why I wanted to do this podcast. (laughs) Totally, yeah.
0: It's You need a place to spill it all. Like I said, we have busy brains and we like to problem solve. And Mm -hmm. this is a great way to communicate with the other people who think that way too. Yeah, and I want to exercise that muscle. Because sometimes you you're not always around people that think like you or Without you know you. process like you every day. And I think we've both bumped into that for sure. Um, and I know there's other people out there like that too, that, that are seeing benefit. all this
1: stuff and being like, why are what we doing is going on? this? Yeah.
0: <laughs> this is so pointless. This is a huge waste of time. You know, I don't know why we, do this like death by meetings like you said earlier solve the problem like let's stop doing it you know and I know that creativity muscle is really weak in me because I'm just a really concrete thinker and I like to know I don't think that's true what's going on but I I am creative but it is like you said it's a fitness I have to like work it out (laughs) It, (laughs) it doesn't always just come easily for me Um, so I definitely can relate to those of you who may or may not be super creative that have trouble thinking outside of the box.
1: See, and I think I have trouble sometimes on the opposite end as far as like sticking to a plan, you know? Yeah. It's easy for me to come up with 25 ideas and not implement one of them because- it's a lot of work and you have to pick and think and decide. And I'm always kind of noncommittal and um, it's worth it when you follow through. So you're a good balance for me in that way.
0: (laughs) Whereas I'm more like, okay, here's three choices. Let's do one of them really well. And I think that's kind of what we've talked about a lot is just doing less better. Mm -hmm. And again, choosing the obligations that are really meaningful.
1: Yeah. And, Because then that work's worth it to you. Yeah. We talked about that even when making this recording, that it was very important to both of us that it's enjoyable. Yeah. Because then the work feels worth it. If it it feels like this has a purpose, to share something that we've learned that we feel is valuable and to find a community that's going to push us further in that way, then the work feels worth it because it has an end in mind.
0: Yeah, and it's weird because I feel like at work, you know, we are with a lot of people who are great thinkers, great teachers. And even though we have to work together, sometimes it's almost like forced. And I think even though we work with teams, it can still be really lonely. Mm -hmm. And it's almost taken a turn for more competitive type atmosphere Mm -hmm. than a collaborative type atmosphere. And I think that that's something that you... Again, you just have to accept that you're not interested in keeping up with the Joneses and you're going to be confident in what you choose to do. And then you're also not going to hold yourself accountable to what you think other people's expectations of you are. Yes,
1: and you're the culture too, you know? Yeah. Like, when you come to it from a spirit of collaboration, it might change a whole team, you know? Yeah. And it might change...
0: But initially, they may not be open to it. Like, you have to be confident in your stance to make it happen
1: yeah and you have to realize that the pace of our modern life is very busy 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 busy. and if someone's coming from that place they're gonna trip over what you're yeah introducing at first because but once
0: they fall in the hole it's so worth it it is it really (laughs)
1: is when you slow down and share that I've had so many people like get mad at first and then respond positively and it's a pretty. Part of my sleeve, emotional person. I've certainly been that way. Like when somebody calls me out, I'll be like, "Come at like, excuse you," but then I come <laughs> around pretty quickly too. So it's like, I, it's worth that initial pushback, um, for the benefit of bringing other people to a place that's better for them too. Yeah, I and think just, that's important. Yeah, and you're a part of culture. You have something to offer. So if somebody disagrees with it, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, and. I know that
0: you are, you know, talking about keeping things simpler in the classroom and at home. And that's inspired by a lot of reading and things that we've already talked about. And we haven't mastered this yet either. For sure. (laughs) That's why we're on this podcast is because we definitely want to connect with a community that, like you said, you know, wants to think and do things better and have a simpler, more joyous life. All around. Um, Despite your field, it has nothing to do with just being a teacher. I feel like everyone has
1: slumps in their careers at certain times. For sure. And something that we were talking about, too, in this whole journey we're taking is the importance of the process rather Mm -hmm. than the product. We get so obsessed with how things look that we forget about why we're doing it in the first place. And I really want to keep the why in mind instead of like what it looks like and is it performance like be genuine mm-hmm. you know why are we doing this podcast why do I go to work every day why <laughs> I am in the field I'm in why am I assigning this project why am I talking <laughs> you know even just just keeping in mind that how something looks or sounds or appears or is perceived is not always the most important thing the 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 content is what matters. And sometimes just the process itself, there are times obviously where a product does matter and that you want it to be a certain way and you want it to be high quality, but there are other times where the process is the product, so to speak, like that you need to spend more time focusing on what you're doing and Mm -hmm. how, and just enjoying it, you know, being more present.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like we said, is the first mission um, that we have in the podcast is to, you know, it gives us something to look forward to and share ideas and it'll allow us to hear other people's like yours, the listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to empower and also be empowered by you guys, um, to live our best. And that's not always easy work. So, um, we're not exactly sure how it'll all look on anchor, but you guys can download the app and, uh, maybe we could open messages and if there's enough interest, we could do like a Q and a,
1: I would love on, to do that.
0: Um, a session with some listener questions. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think. Maybe interview some people. Oh, that's important. Oh, that would be really fun. We have a lot of great people that we could interview for sure. Absolutely. Um, So yeah, I think um, our send
1: off thought can. We talk all the time about doing less is better. It's something of a refrain for us. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, One of my basic tips is just to breathe. Uh, Sometimes I feel tempted to be less than kind. (laughs) So I take a deep breath and I count to three and hold the breath and then let it out. And it's such a basic thing. I do it constantly. It helps me so much. It's very simple, but it's very effective. And I model it for other people. And almost every time I do it for my students or in front of somebody, the person does it with me. (laughs) And Unless you're acting impulsively, <laughs> but I really yeah. yeah 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 I don't always follow which my we own do sometimes tips. do that yeah. right.
0: Now, these are just tips. Obviously, like we said, we've not mastered these.
1: Things. Yeah yeah yeah. But we
0: do strive. So we're we're practicing what we're teaching. I won't say preaching, but what we're teaching, we really do put all of this in act like
1: in action in our lives mm-hmm. on a daily basis. Yeah. And I certainly fail still. So I very recently failed <laughs> <Yeah>. dramatically. <in. laughs>
0: and life went on.
1: Yeah, so. exactly. I'm here today and happy.
0: <laughs> and also just to remember HALT. Um, I know that this is like a really common acronym that people teach in a lot of different types of trainings, all the way from like HAP training, crucial conversations, all of those things. But just no conversations that are meaningful when you're feeling hungry, angry are both hangry, lonely, or tired. I think that I know I definitely get hangry. Yeah. And when I'm tired, I'm in no mood for conversation. So, Mm -hmm. Um. I've I've done
1: some, some pretty unwise things while angry. I have also done some pretty unwise things while lonely. Yeah. And I think it's important to realize, like, it's okay to pause.
0: Yeah. And revisit. Take a time out. Yeah. And that's the thing too. I think that goes along with the obligations we talked about. Also doing less better is you don't have to make a decision right then. Like, mm-hmm. um, and this is something I've reminded myself of over and over and over and over again, even though it doesn't always work. Like another person's emergency is not yours, uh, you know, like yeah. you can't let someone else's procrastination become your emergency. Absolutely. So if people are just now seeking you out to help them with something and it's like the last minute, then you can't let that stress be on you Mm -hmm. to solve that problem. And that's really hard for me because I'm definitely a problem solver, but just really reminding myself that you have to be careful in what you choose to involve yourself in, or it's easy to become stressed out and overworked and feeling undervalued, you know, all of those things. Mm -hmm. And those all kind of fall into that same, like do less and do it better.
1: Mm-hmm. And 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 I really like that you brought up that someone else's thing doesn't have to be yours. Like yeah. you need to make that choice. You know, it's okay if you want to you know, take somebody's burden on and support them. Sure. But it's also okay not to. Mhm. And I think it's really important to be aware of your own decision making and your own control
0: and then own it. Yeah. Like if you say no, then you have to know that they might be upset with you. They yeah. might not like you for a couple of days. They yeah. whatever could happen that you're okay with that because mm-hmm. it is okay to say no. And mm-hmm. I think that that's a cultural like thing in our society that everyone says yes to everything and then everyone feels stressed out all the time. You yeah, know? I
1: think a lot of people are seeing that as a problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why we found so many books and literature. Right. And it's like a positive common message right now because it's a, a problem we're solving as a, as a generation, I think.
0: <laughs> Which is funny because I even remember back in eighth grade, my science teacher um, would... <laughs> say, kiss, keep it simple, stupid. (laughs) And it would be like, okay, like, yeah, keep it simple. Don't overthink it. Don't Mm -hmm. overdo it. And I feel like we're so guilty of doing that type of thing in our culture. And um, I don't think it's a woman or a man or an adult or a child type thing. I think we just all, like, want to do so much, you know. And it's impossible to do everything well. I mean, that makes us go nuts eventually. Yeah,
1: you got to have boundaries. Yeah. Um, Just like our... uh, timer. Yeah. (laughs) Telling us it's timer. Yeah. We're
0: trying to keep it short for you guys and also make sure we get in all the stuff that we have. We um like I said, we have very busy brains, so we are always thinking. So we're gonna hope to come to you um every other week with all of these segments and share new interesting stuff with you. And um obviously you can find us on Anchor and the Play Store. We're not really sure exactly how all that works, but um You can find us and download us and subscribe, and we will be bringing you new content every other week. Thanks for
1: listening. My gratitude for the episode is yeah. I'm thankful for Shaylin. (laughs) Um, She's been a very affirming friendship, especially in the last year, and has led me to a lot of Life's changes that have been extremely beneficial for this person. So, thank you. Oh,
0: thank you. I'm thankful for you too. I feel like we've been struggling for like the last three years. Forever. <laughs> and uh-huh. um, we've overcome a lot um, throughout our friendship and uh, regarding supporting each other in our professional endeavors. And um, that journal that I do, of like the kindness journal or gratitude journal, I guess, um, has a gratitude page in it every week. And sometimes I find myself getting stuck on, I'm thankful for housing, I'm thankful for income, (laughs) I'm thankful for love, you know. But there there are so many things to be grateful for. So despite your slump that you might be in, there are so many things to be positive and excited about. And we thank you for listening, and we can't wait to see you, or I guess talk to you. Next time. (laughs) Next time. Bye.